You're listening to AM 1220 KDOW, and welcome to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips with your host, Denise Eaton May. Denise is a former Human Resources Director and Assistant County Counsel who now practices employment law. She spent more than 10 years as a Deputy Attorney General handling public employee personnel matters. Now she shares her unique perspective with you, providing advice and dialogue for employers and employees as she tackles some of the common issues in the 21st century workplace. Now, here's your host, Attorney Denise Eaton-May. Welcome to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips. I'm your host, Denise Eaton-May, and you're listening to KDOW AM 1220. And we're talking today about whether your employee handbook has been updated. Um, it's important to know that those of us employment lawyers and litigators out here, when we get a complaint about um, an employee who says I've worked overtime or they failed to accommodate me or they're saying I'm late and I'm really on time, all the issues that go into managing uh, employees, the first thing we're going to ask is what does your company handbook say? What does your employee handbook say? And has it been updated? And so it's real important that you you kind of understand that this is one of the first defenses that a company has in looking at um, complaints from employee. It also helps the employee because the handbook is designed to give the employee what the rules are and how to operate in your company while they're employed there. And if the rules aren't followed, if they're inconsistently applied based on the person's race or age or disability or gender – or if for some reason the rules just are outdated, then the company has a problem because then they have to say what we try to avoid. Let me explain. Let me explain. (laughs) And really, you don't ever want to put yourself in that position. And the employee would actually appreciate having something to say, what are the rules? I'm supposed to be here at 8 o'clock and I'm marked tardy at 8.02. Then I know I got to get here at 8 o'clock. But if it doesn't mention anything, and I get here at 8.10, and my colleague gets here at 8.15, 8.20, and nothing ever happens to us for a year, and then all of a sudden a new manager comes in and says, I'm going to dock you 10, 15 minutes because you're late. Where are the rules? What does it say? So this is what we want to kind of talk about today and just get an idea of if you don't have a handbook and you're a small business, you need one. There's a misnomer that somehow I only have five employees, only have three employees. I really don't need one. Yes, you do. Because it only takes one employee to put you out of business. So you need to have the rule. And then it's good business practice because then the two people, or the three people that you work with know the rules. And you don't have to say, I told you so, or you should have known better, or this is common sense, or you know you're late. Why are you going to sit there and contest the fact that you're late? Well, when the rules say... At 810, you are going to be docked. You don't even have to say anything, especially in a small business, because a lot of us small businesses start off with hiring relatives. And so then you got to go tell your relative that the check going to be docked. You're going to pay for it on the other end because they're going to ask you to borrow money. But, you know, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that the requirements for working in your company are clear, concise, and meet the legal requirements of an employee handbook. So, you know, in any business, the difference between the almost right word and the right word can cost you a lawsuit or a boycott. And that's why 
being able to review your handbook and having a handbook is important. An example that I found in doing my research and preparing for this show today, I looked at when two Whole Foods employees in Albuquerque, New Mexico, complained that they had been suspended briefly for speaking Spanish at work. When that happened, even though it wasn't addressed in the handbook and they got two different directions and, 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 and directives from two different managers, so no one knew what to do. No one had even addressed the issue of whether you can speak your native language in the workplace on your own time, say lunch period or break. Okay, so it, it needs to be addressed. What's the law on that and what's the company policy? It wasn't addressed. But what happened was groups like the New Mexico League of United Latin American Citizens threatened to boycott the company's stores. So although the company said that the suspension was due to policy violations, not because of the employees speaking in Spanish, the word got out it was because they were speaking in Spanish. And the ensuing brouhaha that came about after all of this caused them to have to apologize for the misunderstanding and revise the policy in the company handbook to make it clear. When it probably cost them, I don't know how much in the boycott, I don't know how much in legal fees to get the advice, but it took you 15 minutes to sit down, go through your handbook on a specific date every year, June 1st, July 1st, January 1st. Just schedule it. Whether you have an HR department or not, just go through it and make sure you address these issues, the hot issues. And I'm going to go over six key issues you got to have in your handbook. But I think the ramifications of avoiding litigation, which is what this show is all about, how do you find a solution that works for the employee and the employer? And so one of the things that the company can do that is a win-win, not only for themselves but for the employee, is make it like they say, like the, the kids say, make it plain. Make it clear in the handbook that what your rules are for working at this company um, are clear. And it, it doesn't have to be complicated. And we always, when I do handbooks for companies, put in a provision to say anything not covered in this handbook should be addressed to blank. Okay? And that gives you an out so that when you go to blank, whomever that is, Blank then calls the lawyer and say, hey, we got something that's coming up that's not clear in the handbook. How do I handle it? And then they get legal advice first before jumping in and making a decision and probably causing sometimes more havoc uh, than it resolves by having a manager do it. But if it's not in the book, the employees say, hey, it doesn't address it. I get to do what I want to do. I talked to my cousin the other day who live in Atlanta, and this is how they do it, so we're going to do it like that here in uh, Union City. And that may not work. That just may not work. So I think um, the importance of, of having that company handbook and one that clearly states your policies is very, very important and updating it every year. Now, sometimes I'll get a call from a small organization and they'll say, why do I need an employee handbook? So let's examine why you need one in the first place. A company handbook is like having a rule book for sports. That's what kind of analogize it is. It defines your company's boundaries, gives the ground rules, and explains what is and is not considered acceptable behavior. Those are always gray areas of what's acceptable. And if it's in your handbook, it's plain. You know, the employee can say, I didn't understand it. 
You know, I didn't really know that I wasn't supposed to use profanity because I heard it down the hall. Well, we caught you doing it. And so the people down the hall, we're going to get them too. But that's just not acceptable in the workplace. So if it's clear in your handbook, it's important to have that. And it can detail anything from payroll schedule, vacation policies, to federal, state, and industry regulations with which you are mandated to comply. And therefore, it gives justifications for why you have the rules because if you have to comply with the law. One of the classic examples is we went through earlier in uh, 2016, I say late 2016, with the modification of the overtime rules, the amendments to the FLSA. Before the court did the stay on that, a lot of the retail industries and many other businesses went on and said, okay, I am going to reclassify my employees who make more than $23,000 a year to be exempt. I got to pay them 43 or either I'm going to make them hourly, so I paid them for overtime. A lot of that stuff went into place. You needed to put that in your, your handbook. Now, it's easy to remove it as a result of the stay or put some language in there, but if you don't have it in there, then the employee saying, you're in violation of federal and state law. They've amended the rules. And you got to go then say, no, 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 no. They didn't amend the rules because it stayed by the court. And then the other court overturned it, and now they're up on appeal. And you don't want to have to explain all that as a company. Just make sure that your handbook addresses those issues. Now, there's some federal regulations such as uh, and rules such as Title VII, which is the federal arm regarding discrimination based on gender, uh, race, color, national origin, as well as the Americans with Disability Act, which is the federal statute concerning uh, discrimination based on disability. Now, those don't really go into effect until you have 15 employees or more, um, but there's different rules for state law in terms of FIHA. Um, But you can be sued for many other issues that you don't even know you're subjected to. Because there's so many rules. I had a gentleman just come to me the other day saying I ran my cash flow was just really, really low. And I wasn't able to pay all my employees. So I had to defer a couple people from payroll. And um, it's just kind of gone on. Now I'm slow again. This is the third pay period. I'm like, yeah, you know, you got penalties for that (laughs) under the labor code. You are required to pay people for the wages they've earned twice a month at least. And if you fail to do so in a timely fashion, they can file a claim with the labor commissioner. He's like, are you kidding me? They said everything was cool. They they understood. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. You still have the obligation to be able to pay. So he was like, okay, so what should I do? You need to find some money and pay these people right away before they go to the labor commissioner. And you need to make sure that your payroll is accurate. If they've done any overtime, you need to include that. Um, You need to make sure that you're not being perceived as taking advantage of these people's kindness for weakness because they didn't have to agree to that. And their agreement doesn't mean anything, does not eliminate your obligation. So I think that, you know, understanding, even going through the handbook uh, once a year helps you to get caught up on the current trends in the industry, the current laws that may have changed, and educates you on what your requirements are as an employer. Again, you're listening to Employment Solutions at your fingertips. If you ever have any questions concerning this show or any of our shows, please feel free to visit my website at www.demlegaleagle.com. 
You're listening to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips with attorney Denise Eaton May. If you have a question for Denise, call her law office in Hayward at 510-888-1345 or visit her website at demlegaleagle.com. Now, back to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips with attorney Denise Eaton May. Welcome back to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips. We're talking today about the importance of having a handbook and updating your employee handbook. We were just talking about why is it important to even have a handbook. Um, and so we talked about a couple things about making sure that it's clear what is acceptable and unacceptable behavior. But the handbook also protects you and the company from being sued. Now, it can't stop them from seeing, suing you but it can provide very critical documentation that can help protect you if you are sued. For example, if your handbook explains how overtime is calculated and your employees, of course, have to have been given the handbook. they got to know what the rules are. But if it explains how overtime is calculated, you may be able to use your policy as documentation to protect yourself and your company in the event of an accusation that I haven't been paid correctly on overtime because this is your company policy. Um, And so I think sometimes small businesses will say, I only have a few employees, that's a lot of work, I don't want to pay two or $3,000 for an attorney to put it together, you know, that's that's a lot of, that two or $3,000 will multiply by about six times when that employee complains. And the little money you could have put in It's just like an an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And the money you put in to make sure that that is accurate and updated will save you uh, in the long run. And it's good business practice to the employees. It's not just, I don't want to sound like it's a tool for the management to be able to use against the employees. It's not what it's designed to do. It's designed to help the employee understand your vision as a company, your business practices as a company, your culture as a company. And the employee has a choice. It's an at-will state. Do I want to work in that environment or not? And if I choose to work in an environment, these are the rules I need to be. I need to follow. And as long as I'm on notice regarding those rules, then... Nine times out of ten, people aren't going to violate it if they know the rules. They want to keep their job. You know, it's always going to be a few, but most people, they want to keep their job. They want to toe the line. They want to buy the rules, and they want to buy into the vision so that they can be an effective um, and contributing member of the team. And, you know, in my experience, that's the way majority of the people feel. It's always going to be a few. I'm not saying there aren't any bad eggs, but that's the way the majority of people are going to, to feel. The most important thing is that your employees, of course, need to know what the rules are. So usually the handbook is given to them at the time of employment. That's the best time. And then they can sign an acknowledgement that says, I've received the handbook and I understand it. And I do the handbooks in Spanish, Tagalog, English. There's no excuse for you not being able to get it translated. Hundreds of vendors out there that will translate it so that they understand it and they've read it and they acknowledge it. So when an issue comes up and it's in the handbook, you basically say, do you, do you remember when I gave you this? This is what it explains. How, what, what's, what's different now? What's changed? How, how is this not fitting your situation? And work with the employee. Then that reduces that you know adversarial relationship between the employee and the employer, and you can then get to the root of the problem. 
Uh, and a lot of times they'll say, you know what, I didn't read that part. I'm sorry. <laughs> or, yeah, I read it, but I thought it meant X. And you can say, okay, I understand, but it means Y. But you know what, I'm going to amend the book to make sure it's clear. Because if you had that misunderstanding, there's probably others that had that misunderstanding. So we're going to try and make sure we amend the book. So I've kind of gone over three things. First of all, you need to have an employee company handbook. You need to update it on a regular basis, and you need to make sure the employees have it. Now, let's talk about what should be in the handbook. What are some of the policies that are crucial and imperative for you to have? We have a few more minutes before we, we have to end here. Um, I think sometimes when businesses try to do it on their own, it, it seems quite overwhelming because uh, California has quite a bit of laws <laughs> that impact the, the workplace. So it looks like it's just a real daunting job and no one knows where to begin. But where I always tell them to begin is to look at, first of all, it's an at-will job, which means in California, under the labor code, you can be terminated with or without notice, with or without cause. Okay. No one ever has to go there, but the fact that you put it in your handbook is very important because the employee knows right up front this is a contractual relationship and agreement that can end at any time. I don't have to have a reason to terminate you. Okay. But most of the time, if it's a good worker, the employer is winning, the employee is winning, it's a good relationship, it works out. Okay. But if it doesn't, you have that in your book. The second thing is your business's code of conduct. Um, you know, that's the place the employees are going to look when they have questions about ethics and compliance. That way, you and your managers don't end up repeating yourselves over and over or coming up with a different story because sometimes you've got to replace managers. And managers have different styles of, of, of managing. Some are non-confrontational. Some are in your face. And if you have a consistent rule that no matter what the personality is, you need to enforce it, it becomes much more objective and easier for people to be able to accept. Okay? Some of the other things that I talk about other than code of ethics that need to be in the book, the dress codes and grooming standards, if there are any, depending on the nature of your business, uh, that should be in there. Um, safety standards in the workplace. What do I, how do I get out of here? And What are the rules? When something happens, whether it be an act of God or some other type of negligence that may have occurred in terms of a fire or anything like that, how do I get out of here? Am I safe? Okay. Um, and then another one is attendance. That's a big issue. You know, am I late one minute or do I have a 10-minute grace period? And if I'm late, am I docked or do I get to make up the time later? Because a lot of people think, well, I'll just take a shorter lunch period and make up for the time that I came in late. Eh, can't do that. <laughs> you got to have your lunch period. That's the law. You got to have your two dinner ber- two minute breaks and lunch period. Now, if the employer lets you do that, that's between you and him. But under the law, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. If you're late, I'm either going to turn my head and 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 ignore it, or I'm going to dock you, or there's some penalty for it. Okay. A lot of times, you know, you're late one or two times, you get a warning. You know, and that should sort of get you back in the behavior. Other times, it may be a reason why you're late, and that should be addressed. If you're having um, challenges from a health standpoint, maybe you need an accommodation to change your starting time. If you're having child care issues, if you're having, you know, 
I, I don't think the Bay Area traffic issue would be a good excuse, but I'm sure that goes into it, too. But, you know, other things that you have, you may want to raise those with your employer and say, hey, you know what? I need to change my start time. Is that anywhere possible? Because I don't like being late and I don't want to be late, but I can't get here any faster based on what I have to deal with. And I'm a good worker. I'm committed to the company. I want to do well. I just need to get rid of this problem. So if it's clear in the attendance book, then the company can say yes, no, or, or work with the employee and negotiate. But remember, whatever you decide to do, is going to be a precedent. So be careful on how you resolve these individual concerns with the employees. So a good code of conduct, conduct uh, policy in your handbook sets the tone for the organization providing direction by displaying your company's mission and core values. It will also summarize the rules and policies that most affect your business's culture. So usually when you open the, 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 the handbook, you'll see um, core values or mission of the organization. And that's to set the standard of this is who you're working for. You know, it's going to be different at Google than it's going to be at First Republic Bank. Okay, very different industries, very different philosophies, very different ways of looking at how business is transacted. And you need to understand that, and that should be in your your handbook. Um, There should be a communications policy. Um, Who do I go talk to about what? Okay, because a lot of time that gets confusing to the employee. I don't have nobody. Who do I go talk to about this? There's no HR on prim, and the the boss is busy. He rainmaking. He's trying to get us going. And so who do I talk to about this? Um, You know, and how do I communicate it? Do I write a letter? Do I do a text message? Do I do an email? Do I put it on Facebook? Do I do Instagram? You know, what is it that I do? How do I communicate? Laying out solid guidelines for handling general uh, personal company and customer information in the workplace uh, will help you avoid, you know, all kind of costly mistakes, embarrassing issues, and help to address um, those communication concerns. Another key point that you need to have in there is your non-discrimination policy, that you do not discriminate, and this is almost mandated, you do not discriminate based on age, race, color, religion, pregnancy, disability, and in California, sexual orientation. Those are all issues that are protected under the law that you should have in there. You should also have information about your compensation and benefits policy. How long do I need to wait before I get medical? Do I work a month? Do you pay in advance? Do you pay in arrears? You know, what exactly do I need to do? When do, when are raises? Do I get bonuses? You know, do I get a COLA? You know, all that should be spelled out in, in your book. And then your employment and termination policy, which your onboarding procedures in terms of when the person starts and what's the start date. And then, um, you know, what are the rights with respect to um, termination? And then certainly have that acknowledgement page where the person acknowledges receipt of the book. And what I usually encourage um, companies to do or my clients to do is to, when you're reviewing the book annually, maybe have a couple employees uh, comment on, you know, issues that may have come up during the course of the year that need to be addressed in the handbook. Handbook is a living document. It's not etched in stone. It should be flexible to meet your changing business needs as well as the changing workforce that may be coming in based on business that you've obtained or just our society. Things in our society are changing so fast and so many businesses are coming and merging and being bought and all those things are are occurring that sometimes being able to make those adjustments are real important.
Again, you're listening to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips. I'm your host, Denise Eaton May, and we've just finished talking about how important it is to have a handbook, why it is designed to protect you as well as good business and relationships with your employees, as well as some of the key provisions that need to be in there if you begin to develop it. I recommend that you consult an attorney to make sure that you have the appropriate provisions that are designed to protect you and the employee. Again, if you have any questions about this show or any of our shows, please feel free to send me an email at d.may, M-A-Y, at eton, E-A-T-O-N, dash maylaw.com, or visit my website at www.demlegaleagle.com. You've been listening to Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips with attorney Denise Eaton-May. If you have a question for Denise, call her law office in Hayward at 510-888-1345 or visit her website at demlegaleagle.com. And join us again next week at this time for Employment Solutions at Your Fingertips on AM 1220 KDOW.